It's winter, and you can now get almost anything you need for the coldest months of the year delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a ski slope delivered, but you can get dish soap delivered. Sunshine, that's a no. But a bottle of wine, that's a yes. A snow angel, sorry, no, but angel hair pasta. Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol and select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Bank of Ireland is looking out for your financial well-being. They want to help protect you from fraud. So whether it's Black Friday, Cyber Monday, or even just plain old Tuesday, be careful online. Don't assume that every text message or email you get claiming to be from a bank, a delivery service, or any company is legit. And remember, Bank of Ireland will never send you a text message or an email with a link asking for your full 365 PIN number or one-time passcodes, so don't give them out. Search Bank of Ireland Security. And together, this Christmas, we won't let the fraudsters win. Begin. Bank of Ireland is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Welcome to this special edition of Blood and Mud, where I'm going to give you some highlights of the more daft stuff that we've done over the past year or so. So settle back and relax while we start with the song Dimes about Steve Diamond. Dimes? <laughs> the tune of Dumb by Nirvana about Steve Diamond. Amazing. Music Into by it. Kurt Cobain, words by yeah. the Blood and Mud podcast, sung by me. I'll be ready. I'm not like them, because I own the club, the king in the north. I have Russians as subs, trading is done. I shouted 5,000 times, I think I'm dimes, and I'm not fucking happy. I'm not fucking happy Brought through the pack We finished bottom half I signed loads of backs We still finished bottom half It's almost like I'm not sure what to do But if you point this out I'll fucking nut you I'm not like that (laughs) I own the club the king in the north, I am Russians as subs. The training is done, I shouted 5,000 times. I think I'm dimes, and I'm not fucking happy. Not fucking happy. I think I'm dimes, I think I'm dimes. I think I'm dimes, I think I'm dimes. What? I'm singing! I'll be out in a minute! 
thank you very much. There you go. Now, Steve obviously is coach of Sale, and there's been a couple of times when we've gone to Sale and found some interesting things happening, like, for example, the time when Jim Mallard went there and found himself in a bit of trouble trying to find some custard creams. Last week, uh, BT Sport went to the AJ Bell Stadium. Oh, did they now? For the game. Oh, and just... a certain Mr. Jim Mallander was in attendance. See, I just assumed they went to the... the... For the atmosphere. Purely for the atmosphere. and <laughs> to just soak it up. Day, just for a day trip, to <laughs> yeah. be honest. There wasn't even a game on. Anyway, I don't live far from Sale, as you know, so I nipped over Good. to have a look. And I was in the players' lounge afterwards, and I came out of the toilet, which is in this like, little corridor thing. Yeah. And Jim Mallander was in the corridor chatting to one of these waiters. As you do. Yeah, and he was saying, I'm, I'm, I'm very sorry to bother you, but I'm desperately trying to find some custard creams. He said, because the food on the buffet is a bit too rich for me. And and actually, it's it's meat and gravy. And I'm afraid of gravy after Dorian, just for a bit of a laugh, poured a jug of it over my head in front of everyone at the end of season dinner. Because he's such a laugh like that, Dorian, he said. <laughs> at which point, so the guy said, I'm not sure we've got any custard creams. At which point, Hugo Monnier arrives on a skateboard. Right. With a big pair of headphones on, beats or something. Obviously. Obviously. Jim says, oh, Hugo, I'm so glad that you're here. Do you, do you know if there's any custard creams around? Hugo says, the only thing I'm interested in, my friend, is party biscuits, because my life's one big party, yeah? Whoop, whoop, Harlequins, whoop, whoop. Because that's what he's like. It's like he's in the room. It's like he's in the room, isn't it? Yeah. And, um, Dimes then walks in. Oh. And you'd, and says, and you'd hope he'd have a bit of respect for Malinda, wouldn't you? you know, think so, like, with the history legend. and all that. Yeah, says, yeah. So he walks in. He says, he says, what are you two doing here? He says, <laughs> Jim says, I'm looking for some custard creams, if you wouldn't mind, uh, uh, Steve, you know, given our history and everything. Could you find some? And he says, I won't fucking tolerate custard creams in this stadium, he says. Josh Charlie's always asking for fucking custard creams. That's why he's dropped most of the time and he's going back to fucking rugby league. He says, all I'm having here is malted milk and some obscure Russian biscuit that everyone apart from me thinks is minging, but I keep it anyway because fuck all of them. Because you know what he's like. Well, I can't wait. I hope he hears this podcast now because <laughs> that will be two rugby podcasts officially banned from South <laughs> yes, so, Anyway, continue. Jim then says, oh, could you please all just stop shouting? Your voices are very, very loud. Monnier says, I'm not shouting, my mate. It's folks full banter, innit, my brethren? Whoop, whoop, Harlequins, whoop, whoop. Dime says, no fucker tells me what to do in my own club. And Jim says... Is there a safe space I can go to? Because he says, you and Hugo says, the only safe space I know is the discotheque. Whoop, whoop, Harlequins. Um, <laughs> Dime says, no wonder Dorian walked all over you at Northampton, Jim. You're a fucking disgrace. And he walks off. Jim then says, oh, I'm just going to phone Harry because I'm feeling terribly distressed. He, pho he phones, he goes, oh, it's engaged. He, he must be on the phone to some somebody else. At which point, Dimes walks past again, phone to his ear, and says, yeah, yeah, no wonder you don't answer the fucking phone to him. All he does is bang on about homes under the hammer and custard bastard creams. And then they all walked off, and I was left, like, hiding around the corner. And I thought, you know, he was obviously on the phone to Ali when he dimes. I mean, that's a obviously, cruel thing. Well, I mean, it, it... As you all know, we are quite a big fan of the Lord Ali of Brew on this podcast. So a little musical interlude again now. While we remember, Brew shook me all night long. This is Brew shook me all night long, acoustic country style version.
first mistake. <laughs> he was a try machine, but then he poured on me. He was the best damn winger that I've ever seen. He went down to France and wear fancy Basque pants, knocking out fools with his imposing stands. But the dragons are unfair, even a bench slot was where Todd asked me to come, but he was already there. Because the wrecks start shaking, opponents quaking, the line is breaking, and Bath were winning and brew. Should be all night long. <laughs> That's a, a single round of applause always sounds shit regardless, doesn't it? There's no getting away from it. I've well, been in plenty of gigs that. in pubs when that happened, don't you worry. <laughs> and who can forget the time that Josh realised that Razzie Erasmus was also his own boss at South Africa and decided to tell us exactly how the meeting would go when Razzie had to have a very, very strong word with himself. Good for me then. Um, is You might have seen Razzie Erasmus after the game this week, hmm. uh, losing obviously losing to to Australia, uh, threatened, he effectively said, well, I won't be here next week if we don't beat the All Blacks, effectively. <laughs> um, which, is a, which is an interesting one, because Razzie Erasmus is both the director of the South African rugby, he's director of rugby at the SARU, the first ever director of rugby, and then he also later became head coach of the Springboks. So uh, he's effectively his own boss. So he, he is effectively threatening to sack himself. I'll be having a strong word with myself. Well, I mean, it would make for a fucking fascinating meeting, wouldn't it? To be a fly on the wall of that. Thing. <laughs> yes. Good afternoon, Rezzy. Hello, Rezzy. Thank you for coming in today. That's okay, Rezzy. It's my pleasure. Now, have you got any idea why I've called you into this meeting today, Rezzy? Well, I have a feeling it might be to do with my performance as Springbok head coach, Rezzy. I'm afraid you're correct, Razzie. As the SARU Director of Rugby, I feel that my performance as head coach of the Springboks is simply not good enough. And we're going, we're going to have to let me go. <laughs> Fucking prick. <laughs> you had it in for me. You're going to regret this, Razzie. Mark my words. Now, Razzie, there's no need to get personal about this. It's just rugby. Also, do you have Jake White's phone number? <laughs> I can't believe I managed to hold that accent. Almost, it went. It went on Jay White. I'll be honest. Went Jake White, I... <laughs> it went a bit so, sort yeah. of Inspector Clouseau or Jay White. Do you have Jake White's phone number? I realised I got to the end and I hadn't thought how you pronounce phone number in South Africa. Speaking of South Africans, let's go back to the AJ Bell Stadium, shall we? When I witnessed Johan Ackerman getting in a right tizzy about fish fingers and people not taking David Humphreys' coat very seriously at all. Before that, can I tell you something? You can. I went to sail on Friday. You did. And um, and I did the whole press thing. And then afterwards, when you go upstairs, there's upstairs after the game. You might have done this because you've probably done press at games as well. It was all new to me. Upstairs after the game, you go up to the suite, you know, the kind of, you know, the whatever called. The corporate people. Suite. Yeah, yes. they're up there. And all the players are having a bit of a buffet and all mm. that. Gloucester looked upset. Anyway, they're having lamb and they're having... They're, they're, it's lamb and potatoes. I've been there for a while. 
I'm busting for a toilet. So I nip down this little corridor off the main thing, which is where mm. the toilets are. At which point, David Humphreys is stood there. And he's of course chat- he is. Yeah, and he's chatting with a guy in a sales shark's jacket. All right. And he's saying, and this is what he's saying, he's saying, he's saying, there's no fresh fingers on that buffet, he says. He says, he said, yeah. Johan's desperate for fresh fingers. It's all he needs. We had, we made a terrible, terrible mistake when he first moved to Gloucester because the Asda delivery came and it was all normal food and all he wanted was fresh fingers. And we've lost 57.10 and there's no fresh fingers there. He's going to come up here and he's going to go absolutely fucking mad with me. So you need to fucking get us some fresh fingers. <laughs> And this this sale fella's looking a bit at me. He said, "He said, well, we, I'm, I'm sorry, mate. We've had, we've had no order for any fish fingers. And and are you not really hot in that sleeping bag?" And he said, <laughs> "You never mind my coat. You need to sort these fish fingers out." At which point, Johan comes around the corner, doesn't he? Oh fuck! Well, yeah. And Johan Johan says, "Humphreys, there are no fish fingers on the, <laughs> the accent, right? There's no fish fingers <laughs> on that buffet." It's just lamb and potato to potatoes, and I want fish fingers on the buffet. He said, look, Johan, I'm trying to sort it out. You can't blame me. We're meant to tell people what's going on. Seriously. And Johan says, and anyway, I can't understand why you lag like an immersion tank, David. And he says, never mind my coat. You need to sort out the fish fingers. So this is going on. And then through this sort of, like, entrance bit, Steve Diamond turns up from this, like, staff thing. And he says, all right, lads, how's it going? What the fuck are you doing hanging around on this fucking corridor like this? Like, And he says, "And he says, there's no fish fingers on the buffet. He says, what the fuck's that got to do with me? And David says, it's got a lot to do with you, Steve. This is your club. And we've been told that these fish fingers were going to get sorted out. He said, well, all right, we'll sort it out, won't we? Fucking hell's your problem. And by the way, why are you wrapped in a duvet with your fucking head sticking out the top? <laughs> And at which point David goes, like, I've had enough of this now. I'm going back to the coach. I'm not sorting this out anymore. At which point then, Ruan sticks his head around the corner and he says, and he says, Dad, are you worried there's no... I'm still doing the Irish accent. I've lost it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 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 he says, Dad... I didn't realise that he, Ruan was born in Ireland. I know, he's terrible. I'm locked in the Irish one now. Ruan sticks his head around the corner. And he says, there's no shit fingers on the buffet, Dad. And Johan says, these people are fucking with the wrong people. At which point I had to go in the toilet. I was too bursting then. But I did yeah. hear him punching a door off its hinges. Wow. So there you well, go. I, a bugger for fish this, fingers. This thing, it, it does go to show with the sort of access that you get in these post-match things. It is true, you know. because I would never have known. And obviously Johan was in a foul well, mood anyway. Obviously. I mean, I, I also enjoyed how... Uh, Steve Diamond has essentially become Liam Gallagher in your retelling of it. <laughs> well, that's and what he talks like, isn't it? I suppose so, yeah. Now, after we last saw Jim Mallander, he was having a terrible time trying to get himself sorted on biscuits at sale. This time, I went to see him in his own house to see how things were going with him, and it wasn't going too well. While, while we're on uh, Saints, shall, shall, um, I went to see Jim Mallander oh, did you? this week, yeah. Oh, God, how's he doing? Well, I had a bit of a chat with him, and this is what he had to say for himself. He was in his living room, so I had a chat with him. In his living oh, room. yeah. I've just paused Holmes under the hammer because I was getting a little overexcited by how much the gentleman was about to realise in profit on his terraced house he'd bought for £72,500 in Stoke. His budget had drifted a little, so I, I was a little worried that he'd be very disappointed. So, 
I mean, I've not much to do now that I've left Northampton. I phoned Dorian earlier and to have a chat, but he said that he's not sure that we should talk and it's better that we, we have a clean break. I said, of course it's better that we have a clean break. That's the best way to get tries. We've always said that in team meetings. He said, no, not, not that kind of clean break. He then just went quiet and said he had to move some tackle bags, so I let him go. I've tried the Happy Shopper custard creams this week. I have to say I'm very disappointed with the cream to biscuit ratio. I phoned Harry to tell him, but it went straight to the answer phone. It, it usually does. Anyway, let's have a look at this house then, shall we, eh? Hmm. Well. Oh, he's made £17,000 before costs. He says, oh, he says he's going to buy another one and try to make a profit on that as well. That That's good. It, it's nice to have something to look forward to, isn't it? Like me waiting waiting for Harry to phone. It, it's been five days now. I'm sure I'm still useful to him, though. Even if I'm not very useful to anybody else. He doesn't sound like he's doing very well, does he? Oh, God, that's harrowing. That was... <laughs> I mean, what can you say? He's... Poor Jim. If you have a TV, you must have a TV licence. It's the law. Choose the convenient option and pay online anytime at tvlicence.ie. Your TV licence made easier. Brought to you by the Government of Ireland. Acast recommends podcasts we love. Changemakers is a new podcast series with me, Claire McKenna, talking to people who stand up, speak out or challenge us to think a little differently. It's about the greater good, families and children, respecting their own individuality. In the next couple of years, like I hope I never have to have conversations about racism ever again. Like, I just want to get to the stage where, you know, people are just people. Nobody's pooling the resources together and actually being able to show how much of an impact it will make when people do come together. Changemakers with Claire McKenna. Search for it now wherever you get your podcasts. Acast is home to the world's best podcasts, including the David McWilliams podcast, I'm Grandmam, and the one you're listening to right now. Now, I had to go and get my car fixed in the garage once and came across everyone's favourite journalist, a very reasonable man, Mr. Stephen Jones, and maybe a bit of Ugo and a few other bits in there as well. While you're on holiday, mm. um, I had to take my 13-year-old Fiat Punto uh, a thousand cc's Quality. of Italian mayhem, by the way. Quality car. Quality um, car. To the garage, funnily enough. Yeah. So anyway, we went to, um, I went in, you know when you have to sit in that waiting room that they always have in garages, oh, where there's always a 1980s coffee machine that doesn't work, yes. and it's like, still, and it's still 15 still pence. Exist. Yeah, it's still 15 yeah. for a clicks coffee, yeah. whatever it is. I'm sat there reading the paper, and then none other than all-round people pleaser Stephen Jones, the journalist, comes in. Well, well. Yeah. I thought he'd have someone to do that for yeah, him. Yeah, you would have thought so, wouldn't you? Mm. So he comes in, he walks up to the desk. Uh, the lad behind the jump very pleasantly says, uh, can I help you, sir? Stephen says, why would I want your fucking help, you bastard? I've got 15 fucking awards. He said, but, well, you've just come in here, so I thought you'd want me to help you. He says, I'm not fucking talking to you anymore. You're a fucking non-entity. Get me someone of the requisite gravitas, will you? He says, all right, I'll get, I'll get the manager. 
He says, hello, mate. I'm Paul. What's the problem? He's, Stephen says, I'm not your mate. Actually, I'm not anyone's mate. But I'm, I'm not going to get into that now. The problem is, is that this fucking no-mark amateur thinks I need help, which I don't. Not from the likes of him. I've won 52 awards. He said, and he goes, okay, so is it something with your car? He says, yeah. I was listening to one of my old podcasts in my car, noting the high quality of my na- the high quality nature of my observations when I heard a knocking sound coming from the engine. It's unquestionably the back wheels that are causing the problem. Paul says, it's unlikely to be the back wheels, sir, given the sounds coming from the engine. He says, who the bastard fuck do you think you are? I've got 157 awards for my beautifully crafted, crafted and entirely correct opinions, whereas you work in a fucking garage. <laughs> He says, I'm not trying to be difficult, sir, honestly. I just, I just, I just want to help. But unless you want... I said, I'm fucking done talking to you. He says, I want Stuart Barnes here to talk this through with right now like I was on a podcast in a car. He says, well, Stuart Barnes doesn't work here, sir, I'm afraid. He says, why, why are you still fucking talking to me? I finished with you. I've got 1,386 awards. How dare you speak to me and continue to speak talking to me like this? Then I'm thinking, oh, shit, this is going to go off here. Yeah. Then I hear the sound of what sounds like a police siren approaching from the distance. You know that sound oh, you get? It's yeah. kind of going whoop, yeah. whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> 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 and it's getting nearer and nearer. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> and the, the door bursts open, skateboard rolls in. You know what it is, don't you? It's Hugo. Of course I do. Yes. He says, okay, my brethren. He says, I've got he says, I've got a small drifting left problem with me front trucks on the board, innit? Like Ben Young's at the back of the rock, eh? Am I wrong? Up top. Whoop whoop. Harlequins. <laughs> he turns around to see Stephen Jones stood there. He goes, Big Steve, heavy Steve, heavy Steve and the boys. What's the tape, fam? Whoop whoop, Harlequins. He says, Ugo, tell this bastard I've won five thousand awards, will you? <laughs> He says, safe, my brethren. Listen, fam, the Stevenator here, he's the main man when it comes to knowing the shiz. Like me when I lays down the massive tactics screen action, innit? Whoop, whoop, Harlequins. He says, this Titan over here, he's won... He, remind, me of, remind me of the awards digits again, dude. He says, I've won 164,000 awards. <laughs> <laughs> 164,000, you hear me? That's like the number of times I've popped an ollie today, plus the tries I scored for my beloved Harlequins. Whoop, whoop, Harlequins. You feel me? Paul says, <laughs> Paul, the manager's getting a bit fed up by now, right? And he says... I, who can fucking blame I him? I know, yeah. Sorry, I this mean... is so long. He said... <laughs> he said <laughs> Paul says, listen, I'm simply trying to ascertain what the problem with your vehicle is, sir. He goes, What? That's a fucking teen. Big fucking words now, is it? Clever bastard, eh? Well, I'm not staying here letting pond-level so-called writer like you give me your unqualified opinion. Good fucking day. Come on, Hugo. Let's go and shout at people on the bus home. My car's fucked. The back wheels keep knocking. (laughs) (laughs) And Paul goes, sir, it's unlikely to be the back wheels. Oh, just forget it. It's fine. Goodbye. Not worth it. And Hugo says, but... I can't go on the bus. I've got my board, fam. And Steve says, oh, fuck off then. And he storms off. Off he went out the shop. I, my punto gets fixed up. Nothing too serious. I wandered out later and basically heard his voice coming out from a subway, fucking screaming at a bloke who just asked him what sauce he wanted. And finally, at the top of the shop, one of our most recent daft stuff was when we tried to think about which of the premiership coaches would be the winner in a big fight. And we decided to do it by describing exactly how a WWE Royal Rumble would go. 
So sit back, enjoy this, or not, or whatever. Thanks very much. L, I thought about this, and I thought I thought that we could do it WWE Royal Rumble Hello. style. That would appeal to a remarkably large number of our readers. Well, won't it? Our readers, so, and I'm with you. I think there has to be the first people into the ring would have to be the little lads. So like yeah. McCall would come in with yeah. start with Solomon's, and McCall will like throw a Werther's original into the crowd. <laughs> and Solomon's will instinctively run after it because he's such an old man. Um, and then McCall will tell Jordan Murphy that this is an island game, so he'll instinctively leave the ring to sit on the bench outside. Yes. So yeah. he, that's him lost. He's mm. out. Yeah. McCall might have a bit of a wrestle with, boy, with Boyd, but he'll tell him that Courtney Laws is on Instagram again and Boyd will run off to go and speak to the PR team <laughs> about something. So he's gone. Uh, this, yeah. So you've got McCall left out of this. So then Go West starts playing. Hello. And Baxter comes in. Yeah, we can see McCall is loosening like a lo- the, the buckles on the ropes because he's a shit. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Baxter comes yeah. in. Yeah, he brings a massive fist down, massive farmer fist down the top of McCall's head. <laughs> Proper, but as but, Three Stooges style. Yeah, but as yeah. McCall goes down, he legs up Baxter. Oh, he then does. hits yeah. the ropes, and that, that that top rope falls away because of the shit outery. Yeah, but Baxter manages to just hang on. At which point, huge howl goes up. Oh, Werewolves <laughs> of London starts Uh-oh. playing. Gustard struts towards the ring, stripped to the waist. Obviously. He executes a super fast out-to-win clothesline to Baxter, stands yeah. there howling, but as he's doing that, McCall ties his laces together, cause shit out. Yeah. Ackerman comes in chewing on a fish finger with that smile of his eyes fucking demented. Yeah. yeah. McCall tweaks his nipple. Ackerman goes to the full goes full rope return, and on the way back, McCall moves. Ackerman flies into Gustard, boots are tied together. Gustard's out, quite quick. Instantly. Yeah, yeah. Baxter, McCall, and Ackerman are left. They eye each other. At which point, over the tannoy, we hear. <laughs> Dies walking in. Yeah. Picture this. Dai's got a black one-shoulder strap leotard on. Oh, big show big style. Big show style, yeah. yeah. Carrying a <laughs> massive, <laughs> carrying a massive, massive, like, Hacksaw Jim Duggan-style plank, but it's a love spoon. Yeah. Oh, so that's a lovely touch. Lovely touch, isn't it? Yeah. He climbs in the ring, they're all eyeing him, and he just stands in the corner in silence, <laughs> occasionally pointing at people <laughs> with his love spoon. <laughs> Baxter runs at him, bounces off. Yeah, McCall, yeah. And while Baxter's on the face, McCall squats down and rubs his like crotch onto Baxter's face because he's obviously. a shit-ass. Yeah, yeah. Dai doesn't, he's not bothered with this. No. Baxter's fuming now. He grips McCall, lifts him over his head. Ackerman spies his chance, takes them both down. Ackerman's climbing to the top ropes as Blackadder enters, carrying a clipboard <sighs> and making some notes. But the moment he steps <laughs> into the ring, Dai immediately twats him so hard with a love spoon he flips backwards over the rope and he's out beautiful, straight away. Beautiful, beautiful. Because there's no time for thinking in no, this game, son. No, you've got to react. Ackerman's landed on Baxter from the top road. And Baxter's having a rough time of this so far, you'll have noticed. I've noticed that, yeah. <laughs> is quietly prowling, being a bit thinking of his next shithouse move. Him and Ackerman start dragging Baxter out of the way, but it's blocked. They try and get to the ropes, but it's black because Pat Lamb's just arrived. Way yellow. He immediately goes into a complex, incredibly complex attack. <laughs> but is it has the effect off, is he bouncing <laughs> yeah. off all four ropes loads of angles and everything but yeah, it has the effect of momentum and nobody knows why yeah, it has the effect of leaving his chin wide open oh. 
So that that means that there's a, a, a McCall executes a flying upwards headbutt to him. Of course he does. Shit He's ass. on the floor. Yeah. Shine on you, crazy diamond starts playing. Oh, hello. Dimes enters towards the ring, telling <laughs> as he's walking in, telling journalists to telling them off for comedy effect, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he flies in, he shouts at the top of his voice, we can't compete financially, and grabs McCall and launches him out of the ring. McCall's done. <laughs> Brilliant. I, I, have to, like, I, I thought I was worried that McCall was going to win the whole <laughs> no. thing. No, no, no. Uh, Ackerman and Baxter are now working on <laughs> Die Together, who's standing there emotionless, upright, while they pound on his neck and face. <laughs> A huge bell sound goes up, bong, and all eyes turn, and it's Dino, the last man to come in. He's dressed as a Victorian policeman, slowly walking towards the ring, blood already spilling from his mouth. Yeah. He removes his helmet and heaves himself into the ring. So now we've got, we're down to Ackerman, Baxter, Die, Dino, Lamb, Dimes. Lamb's attacks are becoming increasingly more intricate. To the point at which he just simply starts spinning round and round and round and actually oh, cyclones himself over the top rope and out. Ah, I see, that's always going to happen, isn't it? Ackerman and Baxter throw Die into Dimes. Right. Dimes stumbles backwards. Dino's waiting and uses his rolled up cape to leg him up and he's over the rope and out. <sighs> Ackerman and Baxter and Die form a pack against Dino now. As he would. Because he's be a honest. fucking copper and we'll be a fucking hell. <laughs> Come on, why wouldn't you? They move in. <laughs> Die and Die and Baxter lift him high with all their yeah. strength. Ackerman goes top rope, perfect doomsday device on him. <laughs> Dino then gets flipped over the rope. He's out. Yeah, Ackerman, Ackerman now is fucking fully wide-eyed and stomping around the ring. Yeah. Imagine the smile's gone stomping. Now. The smile's gone. It's just the eyes yeah. and the yeah. stomping. Die remains inscrutable. Baxter's trying <laughs> to get them all just to have a chat about it. Oh, Ackerman says, "You can talk to my friend Payne." Clothesline, <laughs> sorry, clotheslines him. <laughs> down he goes, and down he goes, Baxter. Because he's Baxter, he just gets back up. Ackerman does it again. This yeah. goes on for 12 minutes. <laughs> Baxter's showing unfeasible levels of stamina, yeah, but little in the way of creativity. Die, in the end, without saying a word, ends it with a love spoon and just twats him over the rope because he's had enough of this now. Yeah. So we're down to the final two. Ackerman versus Die. This is the final two that everyone really wanted Let's be here, honest. isn't it? Let's be yeah. honest. It's Ackerman versus Die. Ackerman's yep. chewing. Ackerman's now just spitting chewed fish finger remnants in, oh. in Die's face. The flakes are bouncing off Die's unchanging fizzog. Imagine the camera's <laughs> zoomed in now to this happening. Die quietly says, That's how it's going to be now, is it? We're going fucking old school, he says. He throws away his love spoon. And strips out of his leotard completely, so he's naked apart from his boots. Wow. Picture that. <laughs> Ackerman's thrown. In that split second, Die pounces, clamps Obviously. Ackerman's ears and drags him towards the ropes. Ackerman is now too frightened to use his hands to fight back in case he touches Die's junk. It's a remarkably good tactic. Good tactic, isn't it? it? Yeah. Out he goes. Cerebral. Out he goes over the rope. Die stood there. Slowly puts his leotard back on. The crowd are going absolutely wild. He holds up his love spoon for silence. The crowd hushes. He simply nods and he walks out. Brilliant. And then he presumably takes on Leo Cullen in Money in the Bank. <laughs> yes. It's Hell in a Cell <laughs> versus uh, Steve Hansen next. <laughs> 
So there you go, a compilation of the more daft stuff. Hope you enjoyed that. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for everybody who gives us feedback. We really do appreciate it. Hope you've enjoyed this little bonus. Take care. Speak to you all soon. Hey You is your ticket below deck. You know, match made in heaven. Get ready for some choppy waters on the brand new season of Below Deck. If I have to do your job, what do I need you for? No, 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 no. Wish you were here? (laughs) Stream every season, every spin-off and brand new episodes only on Hey You. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.